The life, uh, the life of an artist is what we're going to explore today here on If It Be Your Real Podcast. Um, I have Ducks Limited. Well, I have half a Ducks Limited. Um, I have Tom McGreevy. Thanks so much for uh, for coming and joining me today. And I mean, as we were just kind of mentioning uh, before we hopped on here, um, this is the eve of of full record number three. If well, uh, I guess the EP doesn't. Yeah. How do you count it? <laughs> I I think that this is our second album. Uh yeah, we had like we did like we did the EP and then we did yep. the extended edition of the EP which I guess kind of makes it uh kind of feel like an album. Um but right. uh right. we didn't make it as one, you know? Like it was originally a four track release. Right. And then we added three more to it uh when it got reissued. Um but uh, yeah, I feel like modern modern fiction was the first album. This is uh, Harm's Way is the second one. Amazing. So Harm's Way is coming to a, a record store, a streaming service near you, uh, February 9th. It's coming out on Car Park. Um, so, Tom, these podcasts that I do, I really love to get your origin story. Now, I kind of was reading, and Evan Lewis, who's who's the guitarist comes via Australia and you're coming via UK and you met in Toronto or um, was this something that you guys had been brewing for a while as, as friends? Yeah. Yeah. We, we met in Toronto. So that's like, yeah, we both lived here for a pretty long time. Um, okay. And I, yeah, I was born in the UK and lived there when I was a kid. And then we moved to um, the U S so I grew up like mostly in Virginia um mm -hmm. and then uh moved to toronto from there nice and if you could like rewind in time a little bit like where did it all start for you where did music become like something that was like you felt in your guts um and that you you know really wanted to do as you got older do you remember those early moments of when music started to really ping for you yeah, I mean, like I was, I was kind of into it from a pretty, like, pretty early on. Like my, like my, my parents are both pretty into music. My dad plays music, um, and uh, and so like that was always kind of a thing that I was like around as a kid. Um, mm -hmm. And then I kind of started pursuing it with like sort of like 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 you know learning to play an instrument and stuff in, with some some intent when I was like an early teenager. Um, nice. But it's like I, yeah, I feel like I've been kind of like. I don't, I, it, it's, I don't remember like uh, consciousness before it was something that I was interested right. in. Right. And did your dad's musical taste influence you? Uh, to some extent. Yeah. Um, there's like, yeah, there's some stuff he's into that I'm into and some stuff that uh, is more divergent. My mom, I think like a lot of her things are things that I think were maybe more initially impactful in terms of the stuff that i'm into she like she's i mean i guess they both were my mom in particular is really into like a lot of the stiff record stuff um right. is a big fan of like nick lowe and elvis costello and like dave edmonds and ian jury and people like that um and that was like some of the first that like that stuff is like is is kind of what i think like led me into the music that 
we make basically like you know the kind of like that mm. the jangle pop and that kind of like uk indie stuff was like like the pub rock thing was kind of my entry point to that right right and like as a teenager like did you start playing music as as a teen in high school or was it later on where you actually started to um play music you know as a person yeah no yeah i was a teenager like i like my so my first i kind of got into like current music like like music outside of like what my parents were kind of listening to um (laughs) when i was like in like early high school i I, for like about a year i was like really really into uh extreme metal and um (laughs) so i played in a band uh in a metal band like like my first year of high school um and then i kind of like my taste sort of broadened from there um Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i was i was pretty much in bands all all the way through i've like yeah i've pretty much been in a band in some context or format since i was like 14 or so well well and like can you define like what's extreme metal i mean i'm not a metal head uh, like i can appreciate it but like what is that like (laughs) How would you describe it? Extreme metal, uh, if you had to <laughs> put it down it's, on paper. It's like normally, like I feel like I like. I'm sure there is a more technical definition of it, but it's like it's generally like stuff that like where like the uh, the vocals are like screamed rather than sung is I think like a pretty easy okay. threshold point for it. Um, the right. stuff that I was into was like mostly like Scandinavian uh, like black metal and stuff with like some okay. kind of like some some death metal things kind of creeping in there but like yeah like like the bands like i mean that was still like a lot of it a lot of it's really cool like uh like, like immortal was was like a big favorite and and still is actually immortal really cool um uh demi borgir who i am less into now uh dark throne uh emperor stuff like that well well so when did you um separate yourself from the more metally and start finding that niche of I mean, because I think Ducks Limited, you have such a unique sound, but there's vestiges of other bands connected to it. Like when you guys were first starting, you and Evan thinking about, you know, coming together and creating a sound, like what were the influences that you guys most readily turned to? Uh, I mean, I, I think like for we like it's sort of like all like the jangle pop canon stuff but i think we kind of come at it from slightly different directions like a lot of my mm. kind of favorite stuff is like the kind of postcard records like um like you know like orange juice and joseph k and then like some mm-hmm. of those kind of like sarah records bands um were like was was kind of like the area that i was like most most interested in like field mice and stuff like that and then like evan was more He's a huge go-betweens fan. He introduced me to the go-betweens, um, and then like yeah, some of the more like like the clean and and like a bunch of the the kind of um, flying nun stuff was like kind of more his area. And I, like I was into some, some of that stuff too, mm. but it was like I think as we sort of started working on stuff together, uh, like that those interests sort of commingled, and we just sort of like you know dug into 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 this into more of that stuff um, yeah. that the like the other was into. Um, but yeah, yeah, like that's like definitely like kind of where it came from, and that's like you know like that. I think like it was like Orange Juice was the first band that I like heard like as a teenager from kind of that scene, and was just like this is it, like this is this is the thing <laughs> that I was looking for that I didn't didn't know I was looking for. Well, that's cool. That's cool. And how did you and Evan meet? Like, what was what what was your you know first encounters like? Like, what 
how did you guys come to become uh, friends first off? And then, um, you know, deciding that you'd be in a band together. Like, what's that backstory? Well, yeah, I think we knew each other from like kind of around like Toronto music stuff. And then Mm -hmm. we uh, like, I I remember one of our one of our first like, I think, actual conversations was like, we realized that we were both uh, kind of going through the Canadian immigration process. So we talked about that. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. but then, uh, the band, like the, the germ of the idea for the band is like, we were both on tour, uh, in other bands and we played a couple shows together and then like kind of mm-hmm. realized our tastes were really similar, um, and started talking about making music together from there. Wow. And what, what were, what were the styles of there's the other bands that you guys were playing in? Were they, did they have essences of what would become... I mean, at, at at first it was Ducks Unlimited, right? Your first kind of yeah, that was creation. Called, yeah, yeah. Um, like what was what was the seed that kind of like sparked, and what were the the bands that kind of you were playing in that kind of were like, yeah, I think you know, I like this, you know, bringing the pieces together. How did that all kind of unfold? Uh, I mean, the bands that we were in, I don't think were particularly. Um similar to like what we're doing now except that they were both you know fun like fundamentally guitar pop bands or like guitar guitar bands at least um but uh yeah i mean yeah i think like that like that that, yeah that that had less to do with um with with how it all came together and just like kind of the stuff we were talking about and like yeah realizing that we both you know really liked a lot of a lot of these kind of these these jangle bands for for lack of a better term cool cool so I, I read the first record, actually the first, well, your EP, um, and then your first record, you guys all did everything yourselves in your basement or something like that. Like, you guys took complete control when you first started this adventure um, by writing, producing, you know, promoting. You guys were the everything uh, when when Ducks first start, got started. Yeah, yeah, like the, yeah, the first like two. I mean, like the yeah, the first, the first like the EP and the record were both like things that it was just the, the two of us. Uh, the EP, like Evan mixed to the album. Uh, we did have somebody do that part of it, but like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We yeah, like that was that was it was it was partly by necessity, I think, and also that mm-hmm. we're like a little bit. I think we had both sort of like learned to be a little bit phobic of uh, of studios. I think we they just had some experiences in other bands where like that had not been a productive environment, um, and so we were kind of we liked the way that doing it ourselves allowed us to kind of like work at something until it was perfect, until we were happy with it. Because we actually did we did record a Ducks EP that never that was never released um, hmm. that we went to a studio to do, and we were just like not happy. We didn't think it like represented oh. the thing we were trying to do, so we just okay. held on to it. Um, oh. So yeah, it kind of took us a, a while. Like I mean, we existed as a band for like quite a while before we ever put anything out. Right, right. So if you think back to like those beginning times and when things were just getting started, those first two records that you guys kind of, well, your EP, your LP that you you guys put out. Um, what were the big game changers for you guys that where you guys felt you were onto something? Like, do you remember those times or interactions you might have had or when you were out promoting it? Like, when did you guys start to realize that you might have something going on here? Like, there was something that could have some legs to it for a while. Um, 
I mean, I think it was it was like the reaction to that first EP. Like, I, like I think we didn't really have a lot of expectations for it when we put it mm-hmm. out. We were just sort of like we 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 were like pleased with it. We thought we'd made like a good thing. We, we when we wanted to, uh, yeah, like kind of just like see what happened, and then yeah, it just ended up kind of getting more attention than we'd anticipated. Like, obviously, like yeah, Pitchfork reviewing it was a really big deal. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the other, yeah, some of the other like attention that it was getting, it, it, it just like it was like it, 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 it kind of accrued sort of more momentum than I think we expected, um, which was cool. Hmm. I mean, it's yeah, very grateful yeah. for that. That's the way that went. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, it kind of turned into a different thing than just sort of like this, uh, this thing that I think we were really just doing for us at the time. Right. Right. And like. What's that like when Pitchfork will take up and review one of, like, I mean, I'm I'm sure you sent it out to a gazillion different people and hoping that somebody, you know, people would review it, play it on 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 the radio, etc. Like, what's it like when when a big media company like Pitchfork reviews one of your records? Like, how does that change things? Like, it must change things pretty dramatically, pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, for us, it definitely it did. I mean, like, I think it was a thing where, like, you know, we didn't. Um... Like it didn't necessarily like bring like you know some sort of like massive uh, audience to our door though like it definitely you know did to some extent but it was more that I think like it it made sort of like people in it like legitimized us I think to some extent it made people in like the right. in the music industry like pay some attention to it and that's like kind of what led to us like signing a you know signing with a label and stuff like that um, right. was uh, was yeah just like the sort of the results of of. Uh, of the attention that came off of that. Wow. And once you get picked up as well, so car park pick, pick you up, they re, they didn't re record, but you then re released your first record. Um, you added a couple more songs onto it. Um, what's it like when a label picks, picks you up? Like what, what, what's the infrastructure that comes along with that signing? Oh, I mean, I, like the Carver people, like and and the Royal Mountain people too, like are are just they're great. They they're like people that I don't know, like I they're really lovely folks who care a lot, and it's mm-hmm. it's awesome. And like I I it just like it, I think it's like there's there's like as a short and a long answer to that question, I guess. Because <laughs> um, yeah. really, the way that a lot of stuff is structured now, like I I mean, like you know, like one element that it, of it that is like fairly significant is that like like it's basically not realistically possible to get like playlisting uh Good. if you are not on a label and like that's like a like a, a obviously ends up being a major thing um that like is just sort of like like is is hard to um or just sort of like discount like how much of a factor like that kind of thing has but then it is also it's just like right. i don't know like be having the sort of like support like if if we had not gotten signed to those labels i don't think we would have made records <laughs> like I think that is basically like the the long and the short of it. It's like I like huh. like having the opportunity to do it in that context and to be able to like to have people like believe in it is is a huge deal. Right. Um and yeah, I think like sure. I'm not sure, sure. like I maybe we would have made the first one but I think it would have been a pretty pretty different scenario. Um mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's it's sort of hard to like categorize like all the ways in which um their support like kind of right allows us to do to exist because <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's it's yeah, pretty significant <laughs> yeah for sure and so like when when get bleak you guys released that that was in um i'm just trying 
in 2021, right? Or is that was that the the re-release with the extra four songs on it? The the it originally came out in 2019 in like November of okay. 2019, and then on the back of that, yeah, like we were supposed to be playing our first like our our first American show. We were supposed to be playing on on uh, March 13th, 2020. So that obviously didn't happen. Um, okay. And uh, <laughs> we, we went home. Um, and then uh, after that, we ended up like, like you know, was going to play in New York and like a bunch of labels were going to come out and stuff. And that did not end up happening. But then subsequently, yeah, we signed we signed with Car Park. And then, yeah, the reissue came out in 2021. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Okay. So like, how did the pandemic affect you guys? Like, because it was like, you were just kind of getting the balls rolling here and then everything just kind of came to a close really abruptly. Like how did you guys adapt to and survive through the pandemic as, as a band itself? What what were some of the things that you guys, yeah. Honestly, like it's like not to, you know, in any way, um, be like, kind of like, I don't know, like flipping about it or like, I like I don't know like like to 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 yeah to, to be on serious or whatever but like it it, it was for us like it was good <laughs> um <laughs> in that like like as a band at least in that it was like you know we if if it had not been for that happening I think we would have sort of like been expected to make a record a lot quicker um right. we would have made it while like all the rest of our lives were going on uh we would right. have just recorded like the songs that we had at that moment in time um and I don't think it would have been uh, like nearly as good, <laughs> um, but yeah. because of like the way that situation was, we had a lot of time to just to write and to work on stuff. And it was like really at points of time, you know, especially when stuff was like kind of at its most locked down, it was kind of the mm-hmm. only thing we were doing, um, wow. which I think in like is is not uh, it's, it's relatively uncommon to get that opportunity as a as a sort of younger new band where it's just like it, that that much of your focus can go um to making a record and so yeah i think we we got to spend you know a a huge amount of our time on it and it and i think it's it was a lot better for it in the end that's great that's great so the new record harm's way coming out february 9th you're on the eve of it um how did you guys change do you think your sound changed from I mean, it's probably a very naive question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Like you went from doing everything, right? The two of you and like, I think the, even the, the drums and like you guys were doing pretty much all the instrumentation, the writing, the recording, the mixing. Um, what, what how, do you feel that your sound changed as you then went into a studio and started collaborating with these amazing people? I mean, you guys got such amazing collaboration on this record that's coming out um did it did your sound change where you wanted to kind of like open those doors up a little bit more and have more people come in and collaborate um and like what was the shift like that happened that that allowed that kind of opening up of um after the pandemic and kind of doing your own thing for you know some recordings like what was that shift about yeah, I mean, I like. I think we were. Um, yeah, like, like I, I think, I think it did make a like make an impact and, and change kind of like how how stuff worked. It, it, but it's a, it's a little bit like I think like we were also like 
like a lot of our process stayed the same like in terms of like how we approached it and it, we just sort of like added some additional layers to the process mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. but i think it's like you know it, it like it was really exciting to get to to work with the people we got to work with because it's like they, they i think they added an awful lot like it's like i think like yeah. the 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 foundation was was sort of roughly the same um mm -hmm. but i think like there were just a lot of ideas on it um that kind of like are like i feel like sort of just like the last 10 percent in the sense of like the record it is sure. like it is significantly better <laughs> than it would have been if, yeah. we, if we'd done it uh, <laughs> like on our own um because sure. yeah it was just sort of like it was mostly like the work with other people it was like we were we were going to them with things that were basically finished and being like okay. what do you think right. should happen now <laughs> like nice. and and that would be and and those ideas were consistently cool and things that we wouldn't have thought of ourselves and i think like um yeah, in a lot of instances, like just like really, really elevate the stuff in yeah. a way that uh, it just kind of breathes a new kind of um, essence into it a little bit without without changing what you guys are. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate that. And like, like Tom, how do you and how do you and Evan go about your process? Like, I, I I'm curious about that. How do you guys come up? Like, do you have like like the base chords that you bring in with a few lyrics or? Does Evan come in with with a you know guitar line that he really you know wants to do something with? Like, how do you guys start from nothing to a song that you're going to record? Uh, there are a couple of variations, but for the most part, it's like I write something and just demo it, demo it like normally, just like playing uh, like an unplugged electric guitar into my phone. Um, and I've normally written mm -hmm. like. 90 percent of 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 like the basic idea for the song um yep. and then like send it to evan if he's into it then we go work on it and that's like that when we kind of build the whole arrangement and sometimes he'll like like you know change the structure or be like like you know like that part's the chorus like do that twice okay. kind of thing um right. but uh yes and then like we go and do it and we like build the arrangements together um like uh normally you know just starting off with like like tracking the rhythm guitar and the vocal and then we just build everything out around that um mm. and that ends up being kind of like this sort of like iterative thing where like the the demos are often like there's often stuff from the demos that will that sometimes will end up on the finished track like we kind of like kind of like the process of recording we're, we're using most of the same gear uh sure. and we try and kind of make it get as close to sort of right the first time as we can um mm. so sometimes yeah like the, the core of the demo will actually just end up being the like the core of the the final version too right right and when you say you're you know you're you're sending it via an iphone like you guys might not be in the same space together and you're like just sending stuff back and forth to one another no no like w the when i write the like basis of a song that's always uh like that's pretty much always a me by myself thing but then like the, it's the we go like we have like a, a space we work in where we just like we go together and kind of build stuff back and forth normally just kind of like passing the instruments between us like trying things being like that works that doesn't work like you know just kind of like nice. and get, we get pretty um like granular with it like it's like like i think that's like part mm -hmm. of the thing we found like trying to write as like a band in a room a lot of details get missed whereas like if you're doing it mm -hmm. in the way that we do it where it's just sort of like going part by part and piece by piece you can really like make sure that you're kind of finding the detail and the arrangement and like the ways that things should move um rather than just sort of like playing something that works to to get to the next bit you know right right so 
new record coming out. Um, the machines is going to grab this up and just start. You start churning here. Um, what what what's coming down the pipe here with with the record coming out this week um, on Car Park? What are, what's 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 going down? <laughs> I uh, imagine lots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully, going to play a bunch of shows. Uh, that's like that's the thing that I kind of I think we're all excited about. Like we, you know, like we were kind of on tour a lot in in 2022, um, and uh, and then like sort of it without us really noticing because we were working on a record all this last year. It was like, oh man, we barely played any shows. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we're really we're really excited to like yeah get to go out and see the people again. Um, cool. So yeah, that's that's like that's I think the sort of gonna be yeah the the main thing that's happening for the next little bit. We got um, this like Toronto release show coming up on Thursday. Uh, going to Montreal uh, for the Tavern tour, playing that on Saturday, and then uh, got some stuff in the states in March, and going to Europe in uh, kind of April in May. Yeah, um, going out with Rat Boys, which will be fun. Those guys are great. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. And then hopefully more to come amazing amazing so kind of just to kind of wrap things up here again thanks tom for for hopping on and and sharing some of your stories um really fascinating um and i just i i, I love the record if i were to ask you to describe this new record in a few sentences like how would you describe this new record that that you guys are about to put out called harm's way <laughs> I don't know. That's. I feel like that's a hard one. I feel like I've I've spent a lot of the last like couple of weeks uh, trying to describe the record in like a hundred sentences or more. Uh, <laughs> these kinds of conversations. <laughs> so, right. Um. Try trying trying to to winnow it down is 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 kind of tough. But I uh I don't know. Yeah. I I uh I like like hopefully better than the last one. That's that's what I will say. <laughs> like, hopefully, it feels like a, uh, yeah, like a like progress. Amazing. Well, I will tell you um, from my perspective, it feels like progress. It feels like you guys are on to this um, thread that is just going to start to um, evolve. Um, it's been really fun, kind of following you from the get go. Like this, the minute your first single was released, it was like. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, your sound is so unique yet. Like I said before, it, it, it seems to be graced with all these other, um, pieces of really amazing bands and the way you guys have puzzled it together is just, um, I love jangle pop. I love indie pop. <laughs> so, um, I really, really love the first three tracks that you guys put out. Um, and I send you a ton of, ton of, um, good thoughts and, and have a great, you know, time with this record because I think it's going to be uh, a record to 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 talk about in the future. <laughs> I hope so. Thanks. Yeah, thanks very much for talking to me talking to me about it now. Um, yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, all the best to you and um, Evan. Um, and I hope to catch you guys uh, as you swing through Montreal. Yeah, absolutely. Hope we see you there.
Like a tr-